You've heard the saying, wolf in sheep's clothing. Well, the wolf I'm going to talk to you about today isn't even bothering to wear the sheep clothes. He is full on wolfing it among the sheep. Hi, I'm Julie Barrett, and you are listening to the Woman's Planning Podcast, where I break down one hot topic on every episode. And today I'm talking about Dr. Oz and the GOP. So I feel like God is like coming in with this big old spotlight. It's not even a flashlight. He is like full on spotlight. When I was a kid, I don't think they do this anymore. But when I was a kid, like if a car dealership was having a big sale or something, they would use one of those big spotlights and it would blast up into the sky, you know, like the Batman sign uh, that they that they put up into the sky. It was kind of like that and it would like swirl around. And so you could see it from all over the city. You know, I'd be sitting in the backseat of my parents' car and I'd see the spotlight circling around and we'd wonder where it came from. It's kind of like that. I feel like God is doing that right now. He is spotlighting a lot of things that are going wrong in our world right now. And it's giving us an opportunity to open our eyes. And it's so blatant. It's like you didn't even have to have your eyes open. You can see the light through your closed eyelids. So we don't have any excuse not to see what is going on in the world today. And Dr. Oz is a perfect example of that. So last night... I happened to be watching Laura Ingraham, uh, The Ingraham Angle on Fox News, which I rarely watch it. And I happened to be watching last night. I'm actually sick with COVID. So that's why there was no podcast yesterday. And so I was bed bound all day yesterday and uh, watched uh, Fox News. Well, I refused to watch Sean Hannity, but I watched Tucker and then I caught Laura Ingraham uh, at the seven o'clock hour and she had Kellyanne Conway on as her guest, and she was talking to Kellyanne about Trump's Dr. Oz endorsement. And I was very curious to see what Kellyanne would say. Now, Kellyanne to me is kind of a sketchy character. I don't know really which way she goes, because if you remember her husband, George, he is a never Trumper. He does not like Trump. And there was a lot of animosity between her husband and Donald Trump. So I was curious what she would say. Anyhow, she comes on the show and Laura was great. I thought Laura did a fantastic interview. She really held her feet to the fire and tried to um, force her to come up with an answer. And Kellyanne really dodged the question and really tried not to answer it. And Laura just really held her to it. Kellyanne came out and she basically said that she supported the endorsement, that she and Donald Trump had been to the Dr. Oz show. They supported Dr. Oz as a celebrity. They supported his show and that she supports him personally and basically echoed Donald Trump's support for Dr. Oz. And Laura was amazing. And she said, I I think that's a huge mistake. I know that Hannity endorsed him. And I think Trump endorsed him because Hannity endorsed him. Uh, If you don't know, Trump and Hannity are good friends, which also raises some eyebrows. And we'll come back to that. Laura said that she thought it was a mistake. And I happen to fully agree with her. And I was proud that she did that on her show and that she actually stood up and didn't cave to, you know, kind of going along with Kellyanne, which would have been easy for her to do, would probably have been the easier thing for her to do. So what I'm seeing, Laura confronted Kellyanne with the fact that Dr. Oz supports 
transgender children and parents changing the gender of their young children. He has done a few different shows, at least, on transgender children and transgender families, and he is very supportive of that. He also supports a lot of the anti-gun laws, including the red flag laws uh, for gun owners. And interesting piece of video clip today that I saw on Twitter was an episode of the Dr. Oz show he did with one of Jesse Smollett's relatives, where he was fully supportive of Jesse Smollett and, you know, basically professing his love and support for Jesse Smollett. If you're a conservative that followed that story from the get-go, it was super fishy from the very start. Conservatives all over the place. There were red flags all over the place. It didn't add up from the very beginning. So there was really no excuse for a conservative to fall for this story. Further proof to me that Dr. Oz is not, in fact, a conservative. And that's why I say Dr. Oz is not a wolf in sheep's clothing. He's just a wolf frolicking among the sheep. And nobody seems to care. At least Donald Trump doesn't seem to care. And what's interesting about this to me is some of Donald Trump's staunchest supporters are defending this, saying things like, well, Trump always does things for a reason. So I'm sure there's a reason that he's doing this. Kind of goes along with the Trump is the real president. And any day now he's going to come out and the military is going to take over and Donald Trump is going to be back in the White House. It's kind of along those lines of thinking and it's just not reality. And there's no good reason for Trump to endorse someone like Dr. Oz, who is not a conservative. He is not a Republican. I get it. He's running as a Republican, but he is not a Republican. If we consider a Republican based on the things that they value, the issues they support or don't support, then I don't know how anyone can look at Dr. Oz and say that the issues and the values that he supports anywhere close to align with Republican values and definitely not conservative Republican values. So here I see that we have just this spotlight that you can't ignore. You cannot ignore how blatant this Dr. Oz endorsement is and the Republicans, I use Republicans in quotes, that are supporting this candidate. It's a huge wake-up moment to me. And what I see is God is giving us an opportunity. I think we've had so many opportunities over the last several decades. And my my eyes open moment was during 2015 when Donald Trump first announced his uh, run for presidency. And I started paying attention and seeing that we had all of these issues going on in our country that I had previously not been paying any attention to. That was my wake up moment. That's when my eyes started opening and they just kept, you know, I kept seeing more and more things that were going on that I knew were not right. And I know, you know, if you've been involved in politics and government for a long time, you've been seeing this for decades. And so this is no surprise to you. You're thinking, yeah, they've been doing this for decades. It's been this slow and steady (laughs) build up to the moment that we're in now. But for me and other people, we've been slowly waking up or quickly waking up over the last several years. So for me, it started in about 2015. 
and then gradually kept ramping up. And then you had 2020 when a whole lot more eyes opened with COVID. And then you had the George Floyd and the Antifa riots all during the summer of 2020 and a lot more eyes were opened. And gradually people have been waking up. You have the school closures bringing classes into our kitchens and living rooms and parents all over the country of all political persuasions waking up and seeing what our children are actually being taught in our government schools. These are opportunities, you guys, to see the truth for what is actually going on. And many people, it's been amazing how many people have actually woken up and been activated to to do something, whether it's pull your kids out of public school or run for the school board or run for the city council. I mean, I have seen through my work with the conservative ladies of Washington, I've seen so many ladies in our organization step up to the plate and say, I'm going to run for school board or I'm going to run for city council. I'm going to run for state senate. And it's been amazing. These ladies who up until recently have just been living their lives, raising their kids, leading their families and going to church and running their business, whatever it is they do, have stopped and said, I don't like what I'm seeing. I'm going to be part of the solution to this problem. And that's where we are right now. We are at a point where if we see that there's a problem, we have a responsibility to step up and do something. And that looks different for everyone. You might not be called to run for the school board. Maybe you are called to testify in your state legislature. Maybe you are called to write letters to legislators, or maybe you're called to be a campaign manager for somebody or volunteer on a campaign. There are so many different ways that we can take action. For example, today, the Washington State Board of Health had their monthly meeting, and so many citizens that previously never paid any attention stepped up. They attended the meeting via Zoom because that was the only that it was a virtual meeting. So you had to attend via Zoom. They didn't just attend the meeting via Zoom, but they signed up to make a public comment because the the Board of Health was considering mandating the COVID-19 shots for school children and adding it to the immunization schedule. And we had so many women in our organization that attended and gave comments Our organization actually did a petition, a rulemaking petition that would have changed the the code to prohibit uh, mandating a emergency use authorized vaccine to the school age children. It was um, a tweak of a previous petition that had been done by another group. And we tweaked it a little bit, hoping that the stuff that we added in might make it more, I guess, palatable for them to approve it. Of course, they didn't, uh, which we we didn't expect them to. But it was one of those things where for our organization, we felt and I felt that we had a responsibility to say something and to speak up and not be silent on a matter. And now it's on record. It's in their meeting notes. It's on their agenda Everybody can see that the conservative ladies of Washington, Julie Barrett and Emily Ling and several of our other members spoke up and put this petition forward and said what we thought. 
And that's the time that we're in right now is where if you see something, you have to say something. If you know something is wrong, you have a responsibility to speak up. The lies that we're seeing and the deception is so very blatant. And Dr. Oz is such a perfect example of that. And and he's just one example. You know, this, like I was saying with the, the Department of Health and what they're trying to do with the COVID shots, when I was listening to them talk about our petition, you could hear the, the members of the board, they used it as an opportunity to get in their two cents about how these shots are, how COVID is affecting kids. You know, one of the board members said, well, it is dangerous for kids because you had 12 kids die since 2020 of COVID in Washington state. And, you know, maybe it doesn't matter to you, but if it's your kid, it really matters. Well, like my friend Emily Ling pointed out, they didn't bother to talk about how many kids died of the flu between 2020 and now. And the flu shot isn't mandated for our kids. So it's blatant. It's right there for us to see what their agenda is. And they use these opportunities to put through their agenda. So whether it's on the left or the right, we've got people on every side that are pushing their agenda. And it's obvious. And it's like, to me, it's like, that's God's spotlight. Like, look at it, you guys. Here it is. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? You have a responsibility to do something. And I know I talked about this on a podcast just a couple days ago. We can't be silent. There is nothing noble about being silent right now. We have a country to save and we have got to speak up. Now, there's something else that I want to address about the Trump endorsement of Dr. Oz. A lot of people feel like Trump is our savior. I don't necessarily say that literally. Like, I don't mean that they think he's Jesus Christ savior. They see that he's going to save America. And isn't that, I mean, that's on his letterhead, save America. When he does an endorsement, it says save America. A lot of people think that Donald Trump is going to either, you know, there are people that think he's currently the president. I'm not one of them. <laughs> or people that think he's coming back in 2024. He might. It's that I don't think that's the best idea. He, I think what we're seeing in through the Dr. Oz endorsement and some of the other things that I've seen from Trump recently is he's not our savior and he doesn't always make good decisions. And we have to remember that he's only human like the rest of us. And he doesn't always make very good decisions. And I think if you take a step back and look at some of the things that he did during his administration, he missed a lot of opportunities and he wasn't the best judge of character. He brought a lot of people into the administration that were sketchy people. And we have to admit that and see it for what it is. It's another opportunity for us to say, only God is going to save America. Trump's not our savior. I don't know who is going to be the next president. I don't know who the Republican candidate is going to be for 2024. I don't think it should be Trump. Maybe the endorsements that we're seeing coming from Trump right now and the people that he is aligning himself with is an opportunity for us to reevaluate if he's really the right fit to lead this country. I think Trump has a lot to offer and I loved his policies and I think he did so many amazing things for America and for the American people and I believe he loves this country 
so much and I believe he loves the people so much. I just think that it's important for us to have eyes wide open right now and to pray for him, to pray for our country, to pray for discernment, and to pray that God will continue to shine a light on these different people that are coming forward with a desire to lead our country, and that he would give us the discernment to know who we should and shouldn't support, whether that's on a national level, or a state level, or local right in your city. Because friends, I'm seeing in my own county some crazy stuff going on and a lot of deception going on and people that I don't think are fit to lead and they're being pushed and supported by the party, by the GOP. And it scares me because I think if we can't depend on our own party, if our own party is the wolf romping around with the sheep, (laughs) what are we going to do? How are we going to win? And You know, I think at this point, the way I see it is God is just asking me to make good decisions as far as who I support and the causes I support, the people I support, and to be sure that I am speaking truth. That is the most important thing for me at the end of the day, that I am speaking truth. And I hope that's the most important thing to you too, that you are speaking truth, that you are standing on truth. And the truth is God's word. We know that no one gets into a position of leadership without God's permission. So whatever is happening in our world, God has allowed that to happen. But he's also giving us the opportunity to change things. I hope we won't miss this opportunity. I was was watching an interview with uh, Eric Metaxas and Jonathan Kahn. Jonathan Kahn is the author of the Harbingers book. And he did a Harbingers 2 And then he has a couple, the Oracle, he has a couple other books too. And there's a movie that he's done that's coming out on May 12th through Fathom Events. It's a one night only. And it looks like it's going to be really good. It's, it's something, the Harbingers. Uh, So it's based on that. But these signs that God gives, the Harbingers are signs that God gives of things that are to come. And his book is amazing. You need to read his book. But one of the things that he was talking about in his interview with Eric Metaxas was we are at a time where there will either be revival or judgment. So right now, this we have this opportunity of choosing. And the, cho- the choice we make is either going to lead our country to revival or judgment. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't see enough people... <laughs> making the choice that's going to lead us to revival. I hope I'm wrong. I think that if enough people, if people like you and I are going to be willing to be bold and speak truth, I always have hope. God can do anything. And so I think he's bringing, he's he's raising up people that are willing to shine the light on these situations. And I'm so grateful for that. And I'm grateful that I'm able to share that with you. And I know that a lot of people that I interact with on social media and through the conservative ladies of Washington and on Twitter and, and Facebook are, are seeing the truth and are sharing the truth. And for that, I am so grateful. And we just have to keep, keep speaking truth and keep sharing with other people. And, and it's going to spread. We have to believe that that is the hope that, that we need to continue on because without the hope that we can save America and set this set this country back on the right path we just get discouraged and get sucked into all the crazy garbage that's going on every day 
So I'm going to leave it there. I'm not feeling the best. And uh, I hope you uh, resonated with today's topic. I'd love to hear your feedback. If you have other thoughts on Dr. Oz, if you disagree with me on this, I'd love to hear that. I love hearing different points of view. I appreciate all of you who have been listening. I love your feedback. I appreciate your feedback. I welcome constructive criticism, and I would really love it if you have a topic that you want me to talk about. I'd love to hear about it. So thanks for listening, and I will see you again next time.